This is section 26 of The $30,000 Bequest and Other Stories by Mark Twain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Italian with Grammar I found that a person of large intelligence could read this beautiful language with considerable facility without a dictionary, but I presently found that, to such a person, a grammar could be of use at times. It is because, if he does not know the whereses and the wases and the maybes and the hasbeenses apart, confusions and uncertainties can arise. He can get the idea that a thing is going to happen next week when the truth is that it has already happened week before last, even more previously sometimes. Examination and inquiry showed me that the adjectives and such things were frank and fair-minded and straightforward and did not shuffle. It was the verb that mixed the hands. It was the verb that lacked stability. It was the verb that had no permanent opinion about anything. It was the verb that was always dodging the issue and putting out the light and making all the trouble. Further examination, further inquiry, further reflection confirmed this judgment and established beyond peradventure the fact that the verb was the storm center. This discovery made plain the right and wise course to pursue in order to acquire certainty and exactness in understanding the statements which the newspaper was daily endeavoring to convey to me. I must catch a verb and tame it. I must find out its ways. I must spot its eccentricities. I must penetrate its disguises. I must intelligently foresee and forecast at least the commoner of the dodges it was likely to try upon a stranger in given circumstances. I must get in on its main shifts and head them off. I must learn its game and play the limit. I had noticed, in other foreign languages, that verbs are bred in families, and that the members of each family have certain features or resemblances that are common to that family and distinguish it from the other families, the other kin, the cousins, and what not. I had noticed that this family mark is not usually the nose or the hair, so to speak, but the tail, the termination, and that these tails are quite definitely differentiated, insomuch that an expert can tell a pluperfect from a subconjunctive by its tail as easily and as certainly as a cowboy can tell a cow from a horse by the like process, the result of observation and culture. I should explain that I am speaking of legitimate verbs, those verbs which in the slang of the grammar are called regular. There are other, I am not meaning to conceal this, others called irregulars, born out of wedlock, of unknown and uninteresting parentage, and naturally destitute of family resemblances as regards to all features, tales included. But of these pathetic outcasts I have nothing to say. I do not approve of them, I do not encourage them. I am prudishly delicate and sensitive, and I do not allow them to be used in my presence. But, as I have said, I decided to catch one of the others and break it into harness. One is enough. Once familiar with its assortment of tails, you are immune. After that, no regular verb can conceal its specialty from you and make you think it is working the past or the future or the conditional or the unconditional when it is engaged in some other line of business. Its tail will give it away. I found out all these things by myself without a teacher.'
I selected the verb amare, to love. Not for any personal reason, for I am indifferent about verbs. I care no more for one verb than for another, and have little or no respect for any of them. But in foreign languages you always begin with that one. Why, I don't know. It is merely habit, I suppose. The first teacher chose it, Adam was satisfied, and there hasn't been a successor since with originality enough to start a fresh one. For they are a pretty limited lot, you will admit that. Originality is not in their line. They can't think up anything new, anything to freshen up the old moss-grown dullness of the language lesson, and put life and go into it, and charm and grace and picturesqueness. I knew I must look after those details myself. Therefore I thought them out and wrote them down, and sent for the facino, and explained them to him, and said he must arrange a proper plant, and get together a good stock company among the contadini, and design the costumes, and distribute the parts, and drill the troop, and be ready in three days to begin on this verb in a shipshape and workmanlike manner. I told him to put each grand division of it under a foreman, and each subdivision under a subordinate of the rank of sergeant or corporal or something like that, and to have a different uniform for each squad, so that I could tell a pluperfect from a compound future without looking at the book. The whole battery to be under his own special and particular command, with the rank of brigadier, and I to pay the freight." I then inquired into the character and possibilities of the selected verb, and was much disturbed to find that it was over my size, it being chambered for fifty-seven rounds, fifty-seven ways of saying I love, without reloading, and yet none of them likely to convince a girl that was laying for a title, or a title that was laying for rocks. It seemed to me that, with my inexperience, it would be foolish to go into action with this mitrailleuse, so I ordered it to the rear, and told the facino to provide something a little more primitive to start with, something less elaborate, some gentle, old-fashioned flintlock, smooth-bore, double-barreled thing, calculated to cripple at two hundred yards and kill at forty, an arrangement suitable for a beginner who could be satisfied with moderate results on the off-start, and did not wish to take the whole territory in the first campaign. But, in vain, he was not able to mend the matter, all the verbs being of the same build, all gatlings, all of the same caliber and delivery, fifty-seven to the volley, and fatal at a mile and a half. But he said the auxiliary verb, avere, to have, was a tidy thing, and easy to handle in a seaway, and less likely to miss stays in going about than some of the others. So upon his recommendation I chose that one, and told him to take it along and scrape its bottom and break out its spinnaker and get it ready for business. I will explain that a facino is a general utility domestic. Mine was a horse-doctor in his better days, and a very good one. At the end of three days the facino doctor brigadier was ready. I was also ready with a stenographer. We were in a room called the Rope Walk. This is a formidably long room, as is indicated by its facetious name, and is a good place for reviews. At nine-thirty the F.D.B. took his place near me and gave the word of command. The drums began to rumble and thunder, 
the head of the forces appeared at an upper door and the march past was on down they filed a blaze of variegated color each squad gaudy in a uniform of its own and bearing a banner inscribed with its verbal rank and quality first the present tense in mediterranean blue and old gold then the past definite in scarlet and black then the imperfect in green and yellow then the indicative future in the stars and stripes then the old red sandstone subjunctive in purple and silver and so on and so on fifty-seven privates and twenty commissioned and non-commissioned officers certainly one of the most fiery and dazzling and eloquent sights i have ever beheld i could not keep back the tears presently halt commanded the brigadier front face right dress stand at ease one two three in unison recite it was fine in one noble volume of sound of all the fifty-seven halves in the italian language burst forth in an exulting and splendid confusion then came the commands about face eyes front helm ali hard aport forward march and the drums let go again when the last termination had disappeared the commander said the instruction drill would now begin and asked for suggestions i said they say i have thou hast he has and so on but they don't say what it will be better and more definite if they have something to have just an object you know a something anything will do anything that will give the listener a sort of personal as well as grammatical interest in their joys and complaints you see he said it is a good point uh, would a dog do i said i did not know but we could try a dog and see so he sent out an aide-de-camp to give the order to add the dog the six privates of the present tense now filed in in charge of sergeant avere to have and displaying their banner they formed in line of battle and recited one at a time thus yo ho un cane i have a dog tu hai un cane thou hast a dog egli ha un cane he has a dog noi abbiamo un cane we have a dog voi avete un cane you have a dog egli no hanno un cane they have a dog no comment followed they returned to camp and i reflected a while the commander said i fear you are disappointed yes i said they are too monotonous too sing-song too dead and alive they have no expression no elocution it isn't natural it could never happen in real life a person who had just acquired a dog is either blame glad or blame sorry he is not on the fence i never saw a case what the nation do you suppose is the matter with these people he thought maybe the trouble was with the dog he said these are contadini you know and they have a prejudice against dogs that is against marimane marimana dogs stand guard over people's vines and olives you know and are very savage and thereby a grief and an inconvenience to persons who want other people's things at night in my judgment they have taken this dog for a marimana and have soured on him 
I saw that the dog was a mistake, and not functionable. We must try something else, something, if possible, that could evoke sentiment, interest, feeling. What is cat in Italian? I asked. Gatto. Is it a gentleman cat or a lady? Gentleman cat. How are these people as regards that animal? Well, they, uh, they... You hesitate. That is enough. How are they about chickens? He tilted his eyes toward heaven in mute ecstasy. I understood. What is chicken in Italian? I asked. Poio, podere. Podere is Italian for master. It is a title of courtesy and conveys reverence and admiration. Poio is one chicken by itself. When there are enough present to constitute a plural, it is poi. Very well. Poi will do. Which squad is detailed for duty next? The past definite. Send out and order it to the front, with chickens, and let them understand that we don't want any more of this cold indifference. He gave the order to an aide, adding, with a haunting tenderness in his tone and a watering mouth in his aspect, convey to them the conception that these are unprotected chickens. He turned to me, saluting with his hand to his temple, and explained, It will inflame their interest in the poultry, sire. A few minutes elapsed. Then the squad marched in and formed up, their faces glowing with enthusiasm, and the file-leader shouted, Ebi poli! I had chickens! Good, I said. Go on, the next. Avest poli! Thou hast chickens! Fine, next. Ebe poli! He had chickens! Multi moltissimo! Go on, the next. Avemmo poli! We had chickens! Basta! Basta! Aspettato! Avanti! Last man! Charge! Ebero poli! They had chickens! Then they formed in an echelon by columns of fours, refused the left, and retired in great style on the double quick. I was enchanted and said, now, doctor, that is something like. Chickens are the ticket. There is no doubt about it. What is the next squad? The imperfect. How does it go? Yo avena, I had. Tu avevi, thou hadst. Egli avena, he had. Noi av Wait, we've just had the hads. What are you giving me? But this is another breed. What do you want of another breed? Isn't one breed enough? Had is had, and your tricking it out in a fresh way of spelling isn't going to make it any hadder than it was before. Now you know that yourself. But there is a distinction. They are not just the same hads. How do you make it out? Well, you use that first had when you are referring to something that happened at a named and sharp and perfectly definite moment. Use the other when the thing happened at a vaguely defined time and in a more prolonged and indefinitely continuous way. Why, doctor, it is pure nonsense. You know it yourself. Look here. If I have had a had, or have wanted to have had a had, 
or was in a position right then and there to have had a had that hadn't had any chance to go out hadding on account of this foolish discrimination which lets one had go hadding in any kind of indefinite grammatical weather but restricts the other one to definite and datable meteoric convulsions and keeps it pining around and watching the barometer all the time and liable to get sick through confinement and lack of exercise and all that sort of thing why why the inhumanity of it is enough let alone the wanton superfluity and uselessness of any such a loafing consumptive hospital bird of a had taking up room and cumbering the place for nothing these finical refinements revolt me it is not right it is not honorable it is constructive nepotism to keep in office a had that is so delicate it can't come out when the wind's in the nor'west i won't have this dude on the payroll cancel his exequator and look here but you miss the point it is like this you see never mind explaining i don't care anything about it six hads is enough for me anybody that needs twelve let him subscribe i don't want any stock in a had trust knock out the prolonged and the indefinitely continuous four-fifths of it is water anyway but i beg you podere it is often quite indispensable in cases where pipe the next squad to the assault but it was not to be for at that moment the dull boom of the noon gun floated up out of far-off florence followed by the usual softened jangle of church bells florentine and suburban that bursts out in murmurous response by labor union law the colazione note one colazione is italian for a collection a meeting a seance a sitting m t must stop stop promptly stop instantly stop definitely like the chosen and best of the breed of hads end of section twenty six